Teddy Telemachus made it a goal to fall in love at least once a day. No, fall in was inaccurate. Throw himself in was more like it. Two decades after Maureen had died, the only way to keep his hollowed heart thumping was to give it a jump start on a regular basis. On summer weekends, he would stroll the Clover Gardens Market on North Avenue, or else wander through Wilder Park, hoping for emotional defibrillation. On weekdays, though, he relied on grocery stores. The Jewel Osco was closest, and perfectly adequate for food shopping, but in matters of the heart he preferred Dominic's. He saw her browsing thoughtfully in the organic foods aisle, an empty basket in the crook of one arm, signs of a woman filling time, not a shopping cart. She was perhaps in her mid-forties. Her style was deceptively simple, a plain sleeveless top, capri pants, sandals. If anyone complimented her, she'd claim she'd just thrown something on. But other women would know better. Teddy knew better. Those clothes were tailored to look casual. The unfussy leather bag hanging to her hip was a Fendi. The sandals were Italian as well. But what sent a shiver through his heart was the perfectly calibrated shade of red of her toenail polish. This is why he shopped at Dominic's. You go to the Jewel on a Tuesday afternoon like this, you get an old woman in shiny tracksuits looking for a deal, holding soup cans up to the light, hypnotized by serving size and price per ounce. In Dominic's, especially in the Tony suburbs, your Hinsdales and your Oak Brooks, it was still possible to find classy women, women who understood how to accessorize. He pushed his empty cart close to her, pretending to study the seven varieties of artisanal honey. She hadn't noticed him. She took a step back from the shelf and bumped into him, and he dropped the plastic honey jar to the floor. It almost happened by accident. His stiff fingers were especially bulky this afternoon. I'm so sorry, she said. She swooped, and he said, Oh, you don't have to do that, and bent at the same time, nearly thumping heads. They both laughed. She beat him to the honey jar, scooped it up with a hand weighted down by a wedding band and ponderous diamond. She smelled of sandalwood soap. He accepted the jar with mock formality, which made her laugh again. He liked the way her eyes lit up amid those friendly crow's feet. He put her age at forty-five or six. A good thing. He had a firm rule, which he occasionally broke. Only fall in love with women whose age, at minimum, was half his own plus seven. This year he was seventy-two, which meant that the object of his devotion had to be at least forty-three. A young man wouldn't have thought she was beautiful. He'd see those mature thighs and overlook her perfectly formed calves and delicate ankles. He'd focus on that strong Roman nose and miss those bright green eyes. 
He'd see the striations in her neck when she tilted her head to laugh and fail to appreciate a woman who knew how to abandon herself to the moment. Young men, in short, were idiots. Would they even feel the spark when she touched them, as he just did? A few fingers against his elbow, delicate and ostensibly casual, as if steadying herself. He hid his delight and assumed a surprised, concerned look. She dropped her hand from his arm. She was ready to ask what was wrong, but then pulled back, perhaps remembering that they were two strangers. So he spoke first. You're worried about someone, he said. J? Pardon? Or K? No, someone whose name starts with J.